Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Revelation. Tonight is study number 9 of Revelation chapter 18. And we're going to be reading Revelation 18, verse 4. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that ye be not partakers of her sins, and that ye receive not of her plagues. And once again, this is describing God's judgment on Babylon, the fall of Babylon. And, and so here God is speaking to his elect people, to those that uh, were saved and, and out of the great tribulation all over the earth. And he is commanding them, come out of her, my people. Now this has application to the time leading up to May 21, 2011, because that's when God was saving. And whenever a person became saved, they previously were in the kingdom of darkness, in Satan's kingdom of this world, and they were translated, that's the language of the Bible, translated out of the darkness and into the light, or into the kingdom of God's dear Son. And and therefore they came out of the darkness, out of Babylon, or out of the kingdom of Satan, and now are citizens of the new kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ, of, of the kingdom of God. Even though they never went anywhere, they didn't, they didn't leave the world, they, they didn't, um, go into heaven except in the person of Christ because at the point of salvation we are uh, lifted up into heavenly places to be seated in Christ Jesus. And and that's where our citizenship is in him as he is in heaven. And, and so we have a heavenly citizenship, but we have remained on the earth until we die or until God takes us out of the world. And, and that's what happened with all those that God saved that were uh, taken out of Babylon spiritually through salvation. Now there's also another aspect uh, to this of God saving that great multitude outside of the churches and congregations during the little season, the second part of the great tribulation of the latter rain. And he saved people in Muslim lands. He saved people um, of other religions or of no religion. And he saved people in faraway places that have no Bible. They, they were saved through the word of God that reached them through a billboard, through a track, and, and then the individual went on his way. So God's word saved them. And, and remember, it only takes a word from the Bible, the living word of God, to create a new heart 
And and God did save them because they were his elect through the hearing of his word. But what of follow-up? Since the church age is over, the, the Lord did not want them to go to church. There were no directions given to them to go to church. And, and there could be that there is no churches in their area anyway, which would be a good thing. So they have no ability to follow up that information by going to church, as was typical throughout most of the church age. And and instead of churches, they could have mosques or places of religion for the Muslim religion that are in their cities and towns. And they can't follow up on the truth of the Bible there. And uh, they could talk to friends, but their friends probably understand or know as little as they do. And so where were they to follow up? Well, that's one of the reasons why God says, feed my sheep. And and also, as we bring the word of God, as the Bible is declaring the news that it's judgment day, that um, there's a soon end to this world, well, in another sense, also God is speaking to his people that he has saved that are located in the nations of the world. And therefore, in that sense, since Babylon is the nations of the world, the kingdom of Satan, they could still be physically located in the nations of the world. And God is speaking to them, come, my people. Now he has given them ears to hear because they're already saved. And he is calling unto them through his word, through the news of the fall of Babylon, the judgment on the world, through the information of the approaching day of the world's conclusion and so forth, come out of her that now it's time to live as um, you ought to live as a child of God. So that that could also be a part of this command, but primarily it relates to salvation and and God pictures delivering the whole company of the elect of all those that were in the world at the point of Babylon's fall. Because at the point of Babylon's fall, it is the time of deliverance for the people of God. Just as historically, at the point of Babylon's fall by the hand of the Medes and Persians, that signaled the indicator for the release of the Jews, or or it brought about the deliverance of the Jewish captives. Well, let's let's look at some of the scriptures that speak of God's command uh, to the Jews to flee out of Babylon. In uh, Jeremiah chapter 51, in Jeremiah 51, it says, beginning in verse 6, Flee out of the midst of Babylon and deliver every man his soul. So right away, there God is making the connection between fleeing Babylon and delivering one's soul, because it relates to salvation. But then it goes on to say, Be not cut off in her iniquity, for this is the time of Jehovah's vengeance. 
he will render unto her a recompense. Babylon has been a golden cup in Jehovah's hand that made all the earth drunken. The nations have drunken of her wine, therefore the nations are mad. Babylon is suddenly fallen and destroyed. How for her, take balm for her pain, if so be she may be healed. So again, God here inserts the command to flee Babylon in the context of Babylon's fall. And again, we know historically that occurred at the end of 70 years. Spiritually, it occurs at the end of the Great Tribulation period, the 23-year tribulation that ended on May 21, 2011. And, and you are at that point to be delivered from Babylon. Deliver every man his soul. Also in Jeremiah 51, it says, beginning in verse 44, And I will punish Bel in Babylon, and I will bring forth out of his mouth that which he has swallowed up, and the nations shall not flow together any more unto him. Yea, the wall of Babylon shall fall. Again, Babylon's fall. In verse 45, My people, go ye out of the midst of her, and deliver ye every man his soul from the fierce anger of Jehovah. And that's basically repeating the earlier commandment in Jeremiah 51. Go out, you must flee Babylon, or uh, you will experience the anger of the Lord and, and the wrath of God. And of course, if you... Uh, did not become saved if God did not grant you his salvation which is the only way to deliver your soul if God did not save you before he shut the door of heaven then when the time of the tribulation ended you were not saved you are a part of Babylon the kingdom of Satan and you will experience the fierce anger of God in the day of judgment. Now also in the Old Testament, in the book of Zechariah, chapter 2, Zechariah is the next to last book of the Old Testament. It says in Zechariah 2, beginning in verse 6, Ho, ho, come forth, and flee from the land of the north, saith Jehovah, for I have spread you abroad as the four winds of the heaven, saith Jehovah. Deliver thyself, O Zion, that dwellest with the daughter of Babylon. For thus saith Jehovah of hosts, After the glory hath he sent me unto the nations which spoiled you. For he that toucheth you toucheth the apple of his eye. For behold, I will shake mine hand upon them, and they shall be a spoil to their servants, and ye shall know that Jehovah of hosts has sent me. So the information here is again, Go forth of Babylon, deliver yourself, O Zion, that dwellest with the daughter of Babylon. And then information is given concerning those that touch you or spoiled you will be spoiled. And, and that's also consistent with other things we've seen concerning God's judgment on Babylon for daring to put forth their hand, to stretch their hand against God's anointed, the churches and congregations, and 
And so uh, God brings vengeance for the destruction of his temple. That's why he uh, is judging the world, judging Satan's kingdom. Now, one other place in Isaiah 48. And we've looked at this before, but um, not not in this setting. We're in the light of looking at the verse we're looking at in Revelation 18. But it says in Isaiah 48, beginning in verse 20, Go ye forth of Babylon, flee ye from the Chaldeans. So we see that these verses have that in common. The command to go out. And, and that's what God is saying in Revelation 18.4. Come out of her, my people. It's a command to flee. Uh, uh, go ye forth of Babylon, flee ye from the Chaldeans, with a voice of singing, declare ye, tell this, utter it, even to the end of the earth, say ye, Jehovah has redeemed his servant Jacob. And they're tied together with the command to go forth of Babylon and flee is the language of redemption concerning Jacob, Jacob typifying the elect. And, and that's again, uh, as God mentions in other places, deliver thy soul. Well, the going forth of Babylon involves the redemption of Jacob, the redemption of God's elect, which is the same thing spiritually. It's the point when God has saved a sinner and delivered his soul. Then, and that's when we're also redeemed. And then it says in verse 21, and I would encourage uh, anyone to carefully look at these two verses. We just read in verse 20 of Isaiah 48, the command to go forth of Babylon and flee from the Chaldeans. And, and that um, historically was to take place 539 B.C. A, a, a long time ago from us, quite a while ago, but that's the historical date that would agree with the command to come out of Babylon. And then look at verse 21 of Isaiah 48. And there it says, And they thirsted not when he led them through the deserts, he caused the waters to flow out of the rock for them. He clave the rock also, and the waters gushed out. Now, did that happen when the Jews came out of Babylon, which we read about in the book of Ezra or, or the book of Nehemiah or some of the uh, other, uh, maybe Second Chronicles or, or some other um, historical books. Do, do we read of that taking place anywhere? And the answer is no. No, we, we don't read anything about wandering in a wilderness as they thirsted going through a desert. And we certainly do not read of them drinking from water out of a rock. Well, where is that kind of language found? Well, that language identifies with the coming out of Egypt, not the coming out of Babylon. That's what happened when Israel, who were a captive people in Egypt, they were slaves, servants of Pharaoh, just as the Jews were captives in Babylon, servants to 
the king of Babylon, and we know spiritually that Pharaoh and the king of Babylon have much agreement. They point to the same evil being, Satan. The, the Pharaoh is a type of Satan, and the king of Babylon is a type of Satan. And the captivity of the Jews in Egypt and the captivity of the Jews in Babylon also uh, points to the same sort of of spiritual picture of being in the kingdom of the evil one, which would identify with being in darkness. And then God brings great deliverance to the Jews of Egypt through Moses and and um, the plagues that God brought upon Egypt. He wrought deliverance for his people, and he brought them out with a high hand, and they crossed the Red Sea in a glorious fashion, and they then began to wander in the wilderness due to their unfaithfulness, due to their their murmurings and complainings, and, and their failure to obey God and hearken to him when he said go and, and enter into the uh, promised land and, and instead they they received the evil report of the twelve spies and said oh no we cannot overcome the people of the land and, and then God judged them and pronounced a judgment as well as a test and and some people say 40 has nothing to do with with judgment. Well, God judged Israel and said, the 40 days you, you searched out the land will be a, a, a day for a year and you'll wander in the wilderness for 40 years as a judgment against you. It, it was a judgment as well as a severe time of testing for the people of God and and they they would wander in the wilderness for 40 years. And it was during that time, on an occasion, that God had Moses strike the rock and water gushed out of the rock to give drink to the congregation of Israel, perhaps as many as 2 million people, 2 million thirsty souls in the desert. Well, God also uses the spiritual picture of the kingdom of Babylon as the kingdom of Satan and coming out of Babylon as deliverance from captivity to sin and to Satan and the deliverance that took place on May 21, 2011 was the final deliverance of all of God's elect out of spiritual bondage And all of God's people then entered into this time period, not not 40 years of wandering, but 1,600 days, the very likely duration for Judgment Day, which breaks down to 40 times 40. And, And it's a time of judgment on the unsaved and a time of severe testing for the true believers, the people of God. And, and so we have these very uh, similar occurrences with the coming of God's people out of Egypt and the coming of the Jews from Babylon pointing spiritually to what took place on May 21, 2011 when God completed his salvation program 
and completed the deliverance of all spiritual Israel out of the kingdom of Satan, and they were all delivered. And that's why God in Isaiah 48, 20 and 21 is joining the two great deliverances together, the deliverance of Babylon and the deliverance of Egypt, and speaking of them as though it were one, as though when the Jews came out of Babylon, they did wander in a wilderness and did drink from Iraq. Well, spiritually, what they both pointed to did take place at the end of the world, the end of God's salvation program, at the end of the day of salvation, again at the end of the Great Tribulation, May 21 in 2011. And and that's the point of deliverance of God's people out of the kingdom of Satan. And, and that's what the Lord is hearkening back to here in Revelation 18.4. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that ye be not partakers of her sins, and that ye receive not of her plagues. If, if you uh, would not become saved, then you would be a partaker of Babylon's sins. And the word, the Greek word translated as partaker is Strong's number 4790. And it's also translated as fellowship um, in Ephesians chapter 5. It uh, and, and it's not translated as partaker that I know of anywhere else. It's translated as fellowship once, and I think as communication once. But in Ephesians 5, verse 11, it says, And have no fellowship or partaking with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. And that's what God is saying uh, to his people. Come out of her, my people, that ye be not uh, partakers or or those that have fellowship of her sins, and that you receive not of her plagues. If if a person is not saved, then they're still in Babylon, still in their sin, still subject to the penalty of God's wrath for their sin, and therefore they will receive of the plagues, as the plagues... It is simply language that the Bible uses to indicate the wrath of God. There, there are no actual plagues taking place. There were no actual plagues, uh, such as the literal physical plagues that came upon Egypt uh, at that time when God delivered his people. There were no actual plagues that, that came upon the churches. But the language of plagues, the language of... Um, the darkened sun or the dried up water or water turned to blood or these kinds of things which were actual plagues indicate the wrath of God, the judgment of God upon you. And, and that's what God is saying here. If you were not saved and translated out of Babylon, Satan's kingdom, into the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ, then you will partake of 
Babylon sins, you're, you, you're still in your own sin, and you will likewise partake of her plagues, the, the severe, awful judgment of God upon this world, which is the, the shut door, the putting out of the light of the gospel, the drying up of the gospel waters, and so forth. Well, that is also a, a judgment and a wrath being poured out upon you personally. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.